0: Welcome to the Building Great Lives podcast, a podcast about real life, real issues, and finding real answers to life's most difficult questions. And now, your host, Trent Gillum. Greetings, everyone. Trent here. Welcome to episode number 31 of the podcast. I'm glad you've joined the Building Great Lives journey. And before we get started, as we always do, I'd like to say a huge thank you to our monthly ministry partners. And to you, the listener, you make this ministry possible. And I'm excited to have you on the Building Great Lives team here at the Building Great Lives podcast. It's our desire to help people from around the world grow, heal, discover, and fulfill their unique purpose. Thank you for sharing these episodes. I'm praying these messages of hope reach every possible person in every possible nation. Hey, I've got a question for you. Don't you just hate it when insecurities start rising up? You know, insecurities, that nagging inner voice that keeps telling you you're not enough, you're not good enough. I've heard that inner voice many times myself. And if you're anything like me, you hate that feeling. What causes that? Why do we feel that way? And most of all, how can we overcome that? Well, I believe that God wants to help us, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about you are enough, overcoming insecurities. Before we can overcome some things, we need to acknowledge them and then face them. The fact of the matter is, from time to time, all of us deal with with insecurities. I know what some of you are thinking, Trent, I know this person. There's no way they deal with any insecurities. They are loud. They're very forward. They're extremely aggressive. No way they have any insecurities. I've found that most of the loudest people have some of the largest insecurity complexes. Many times they're loud because they fear feeling or appearing weak. Perhaps you're insecure about your appearance. Perhaps you're insecure about your abilities, your past. Whatever it may be, I want you to know that every single one of us deal with insecurities. We deal with insecurities for many reasons. Some, it could be because of a traumatic past experience. Or it could just be simply because of our personality. These insecurities, if not properly managed, can lead to depression, anxiety, and negative beliefs about ourselves, resulting in low self-esteem. If we let our insecurities control our lives, they will affect our relationships, life goals, as well as our mental and spiritual well-being. And I know some of you are thinking, how does me dealing with insecurities relate to a spiritual podcast? Well, first of all, this podcast is here to help you grow in every area of your life. And second of all, and most importantly, I have found that insecurities that are not properly managed have a tendency to hold us back. They keep us from making bold moves when God tells us to take that step. When we feel like, oh, I'm not enough, there's no way I could accomplish that. It's very difficult to step out in faith. It's important for us to understand that the enemy uses our insecurities to cause us to question if we can make bold moves for God. I say it's time for us to understand the reason that we feel the way we do and say, I'm not going to let my feelings of inadequacy hold me back any longer. It's time that we embrace what God has called us to become. In today's episode, we're going to lay out strategies that'll help you overcome the feelings of insecurity so that you can say, that's not gonna hold me back anymore. The good news is, is if you feel insecure, there are many examples in the Bible of people that felt the very same way. Powerful people that we preach about often dealt with the feelings of not being enough. One of those examples in the Bible is Moses. The Bible said in Exodus chapter number 3, verse number 11 through 12, that Moses didn't feel like he was good enough to stand before Pharaoh. Moses stood before God at the burning bush. So no matter what his insecurities told him, he could stand before Pharaoh. Because when you've stood before God, There is nothing that will make you bow before the enemy. You need to get that in your spirit. It does not matter what your insecurities are trying to tell you. With God, you are enough. In our own abilities, we can never accomplish this on our own, but we do not stand in our own abilities. We stand in the power of the Holy Ghost. Moses stood before God so no doubt he has the power to stand before pharaoh but i want you to notice he continued with god telling him in exodus chapter number 4 verses 10 through 12 my speech isn't good enough then in exodus chapter 4 verse 13 moses said please send someone else see i want you to notice the insecurities that moses is dealing with it's limiting him because he's saying I, my voice, I can't speak good enough to stand before Pharaoh. Send someone else. That is a tactic of the enemy. The enemy wants you to think that you're not enough. And so that you would just put your calling off. Oh, Lord, send someone else. God, do that work through someone else. But God did not call someone else to do the work that he called you to do. You are uniquely called of God for the task at hand and Moses was letting his insecurities get the best of him Moses kept telling God God you see I'm not enough send someone else this biblical account of Moses demonstrates how God's calling in our lives does not depend on our abilities alone but they depend on our obedience to God God equips those who are willing to To obey him No matter what your emotions tell you No matter what your insecurities tell you No matter what the enemy tells you No matter how many times you felt like I'm not good enough Why me God I can't go If you are willing to be obedient To the call of God Then God will anoint you Beyond your capability And he will fulfill a work That your flesh can't take any credit for But all the glory will go to God I've seen too many people People walk away from their calling, walk away from that bold move that God called them to because they felt insecure and they let that control their lives. Moses felt insecure, but in the end, he walked in obedience, not to how he felt, but in obedience to his calling. And we must do the same. Moses isn't the only example. The Bible tells us about Gideon. Midian had prevailed against Israel, and Israel was hiding in dens and caves and strongholds in the mountains. And when the Midianites would come down and take all the crops that Israel planted and leave nothing for Israel, and they were greatly impoverished. The Bible tells us a story in the book of Judges, chapter number 6, that there came a day that while Gideon was threshing the wheat... That an angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Now, I want you to notice. The response that Gideon had, how shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. There's no way I can do it. Are you you seeing the insecurities coming out of Gideon? I can't do this. You're calling me a mighty man of valor? Did you know that Gideon's name means warrior? Did you know that mighty man of valor? The mighty man, it means a powerful and strong. Valor means courageous and brave. So, Gideon, he was a powerful, strong, courageous, brave warrior who was hiding behind a wine press, threshing the wheat, trying to keep the Midianites from stealing what he was harvesting. And yet, inside of this mighty, powerful, courageous, and brave warrior was the insecurities that humanity placed upon him. For instead of embracing warrior, courageous, and brave, his first response to the angel of the Lord was, I'm the least, I'm the weakest, I'm the poorest. If you want someone to deliver The children of Israel, you're going to have to find someone that is much greater than me. Find the richest or find the one that is first, not last. But the Lord replied to him and said, I can tell you how you're going to save Israel. Doesn't matter that your family's the poorest. Doesn't matter that you're the least in your father's household. The Lord answered him by saying, here's the answer to your insecurities, Gideon. I will be with thee and thou shalt smite the Midianites. Gideon's insecurities came from a feeling of inadequacy not being enough. The Lord answered him and said, I'm going to be with you no matter what our inadequacies are. If God be for us, who can be against us? When insecurities arise, remember, we are responsible for being obedient God is responsible for defeating our enemies and bringing victory into our situation. I can be obedient no matter what I'm feeling on the inside. And we know that when Gideon was obedient, God brought the victory. There's a mighty and courageous warrior inside of you, listener. Do not allow your insecurities to limit The possibilities of the Spirit. It wasn't just Moses and it wasn't just Gideon that had insecurities. Jeremiah had insecurities. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 4 through 10 Then the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Then said I, this is Jeremiah speaking, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee, and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. This is powerful because... This word child here does not just mean a youth. It's deeper than that. It's not just about age, but it is also a word that reflects the experience of Jeremiah. Jeremiah is certainly saying, I'm young, but that's not the depth of what he's saying. If that's the only understanding we have of that verse, we're missing something very powerful. He is saying, it's not just that I'm young, it's that I'm inexperienced. I cannot speak, for I am inexperienced. Jeremiah's insecurities stemmed from a lack of experience. I want you to notice what Paul encouraged young Timothy about that. He said, I want you to be an example. 1 Timothy 4 and 12 said, Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word and In conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Paul is telling him, don't let anybody take advantage of you just because you're youthful. Again, not just age. Certainly has to do with age, but it is the idea of experience. You don't have a lot of experience. However, you can still be an example. Paul is saying to Timothy, the same thing that God was saying to Jeremiah, you have the calling of God on you. Now, don't let your insecurities that come from inexperience keep you from doing everything that God called you to do. The feelings of insecurities are not powerful enough to overtake the call of God as long as as we refuse to let them. Now we've dealt with a few examples and there's many more. We've talked about Moses, we've talked about Gideon, and we've talked about Jeremiah. But I can tell you that I have faced those insecurities in my own life. One of the reasons that I have dealt with insecurities is because it's a process of figuring out who I am. The more comfortable we become in our calling, then the more we can overcome our insecurities. I'll never forget when I was around 17 years old, I felt very strongly that I'd be an evangelist And I remember searching out evangelists to try to get insight. How do you get started evangelizing? And then how can you be successful evangelizing? And I remember meeting a man to my knowledge. I still remember his name. I still remember where the meeting was at. I was so impressed with the way that he had preached. And so when I met with him and I asked him, how do you become a successful evangelist? His response was something that, left me wondering, can I ever become that? Now, his answer was this. Let me be very clear. His answer is not the way to be a successful evangelist. But it really made me struggle to figure out how God called me to minister. When I asked him, how do you be a successful evangelist? He said, 90% is how you act. You must be fiery and you must be loud. And then 10% is what you say. And I thought, that can't be right. I don't know at 17 how I am supposed to preach I, because there is no way to preach. There is certainly hermeneutics and there is certainly homiletics, but your style of ministry is going to be based on how God called you. Just because someone else is fiery and someone else is more of a teaching type of ministry, it does not mean that one is any more anointed than the other. And so what happened to me at 17 years old, I took this information, even though my spirit said, there's something not right about that. I I took that information and I began to search out people that I thought were successful And then I wanted to mimic my preaching like them. Well, it didn't take very long that I found out the more that I tried to preach like someone else, the more insecure and uncomfortable I felt about myself. So part of me overcoming insecurities had to do with I had to figure out who God called me to be. And I had to begin to develop the style of ministry, for lack of better terminology, of how God called me to preach. Because maybe God called me to be a teacher. Maybe God called me to be a fiery preacher. Either one of those are as anointed as the other. However, if you get out of your style of ministry, and by that I mean the way that God has called you to minister, You will never be effective, and you will always be uncomfortable, and the enemy will always come in and begin to wreck your mind and spirit by telling you you're not enough because you're struggling with who you are. I had to figure out who I was and how God called me to minister and then learn to be comfortable in it. One of the major keys to overcoming insecurities is becoming comfortable in your calling. Now, there are some strategies for dealing with insecurities, and I want to go over a few of those. First of all, let's be very clear about this. I don't like using the word cure. Many people are looking for a cure for their insecurities. However, a cure makes it sound like you can do these one or two steps and then you'll never feel insecure again. And I have found that is just simply not how it works. We put strategies in place to help us deal with with insecurities. When they arise, you may step through and overcome one insecurity and then find that as you develop in life, there are other things that you begin to deal with. That is just part of being human. But these strategies will help you progress no matter what insecurities arise in your life. So there is no cure, but there are strategies to help you overcome every time you feel those insecurities rising up there is a level of feeling inadequate that is good we never want to get so bold that we become prideful and think that we can accomplish the work of God on our own because we simply cannot so here are a few strategies that have helped me first embrace who God has called you to be Just like Jeremiah, you were created by God to fulfill a specific purpose. You were designed to exactly fit where God has placed you. God didn't make a mistake when he created you. The psalmist declared in Psalms 139 and 14, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are not a mistake. You are not an accident. God created you to be you. He didn't create you to be me. He didn't create you to be anyone else. Each of us have a different background, a different calling. He wants to take your personality, your experiences, and use them to help other people. Learning to be comfortable in your own skin, learning to be confident in your style is one of the keys to managing insecurities. Even though we should care what others think of us, it's God's opinion that matters most. Secondly, we need to stop unhealthy comparisons. This is one of the reasons the Bible warns us not to compare ourselves among ourselves. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10 and 12 that those that measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves among themselves are not wise. These comparisons promote pride when we feel like we're better than someone else, and they amplify insecurities when we feel like we are weaker than someone else. I have things that I know I cannot do as good as other people. God has called them to that. God has called me to this. These comparisons amplify our insecurities and make us feel like giving up. This is why the enemy wants us to focus on our insecurities. He wants you to give up. He wants you to walk away from your calling. But I am here right now telling you, do not quit. Do not give up. Learn to be comfortable in what God has called you to be. You may never preach or sing or play like someone else, but God did not call you to be someone else. He called you to be you. Thirdly, embrace what God says about you. What is God saying about you? I know what our insecurities say about us. Oh, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough. I don't know enough. Our insecurities, that inner voice that tells us You're not good enough. We are well acquainted with its opinion about us. But what is God saying? Because what God says about us is fact, not opinion. Matthew chapter 11, verse 11 has a powerful revelation in it. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of woman, there have not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom, remember that, Gideon? He that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The Bible says that no prophet was greater than John. Then Matthew chapter 11 verse 11 gives us a revelation that the least in the kingdom is even greater than John. John. I look at the prophets of the Bible and I look at John the Baptist getting to call out, this is the Lamb of God. I look at them as so powerful, but the Lord looks and says, but the least in the kingdom is greater than John. I feel so undeserving of God's grace, even less deserving of his anointing. Yet in my feeling of unworthiness and when insecurities rise up inside of me, I find what God says about me to be so incredibly comforting. Even the least in the kingdom is greater than John. Wow, with God, you are truly enough. No wonder Romans eight thirty seven said, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. God is saying, You are greater than your insecurities. On your own, you are inadequate. But with God, you can do all things. It's time to rise up and take the gift that God has given you. That gift the enemy wants you to hide deep down inside of your insecurities. It's time. For you to say, I am enough. God is with me and God has called me. And because of that, I will stand in the anointing of God's calling, not in my inadequacies. Listener, you are enough. And as has become our tradition at the Building Great Lives podcast, I want to pray for you, listener. I want to pray that you feel the power of God calling you to greater things and that you stop hiding the gift that is within you and you step beyond your insecurities and do what God says do and become what God says you are, you mighty man, you mighty woman of valor. Lord, we often view ourselves through our weaknesses and inabilities. Help us, Lord, to See ourselves through your strength and your abilities. Lord, I'm asking you right now to reach down and help every person that has been wanting to quit. Let them feel the touch of God that says, it's not time to quit. It's time to rise up. When insecurities say you're not enough, remind insecurities that with God, I am enough. As always, thank you so much for listening. In the meantime, please subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend, maybe text them the link or share it on your social. And you can find me on social at Trent Gillum, on Instagram at Rev Gillum. And you can reach me at Building Great Lives Podcast at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time. Let's keep building. You've been listening to the Building Great Lives podcast, a member of the Real Life Church Network. Join us next time as we dig deeper into life's most challenging questions.